0: Some families were born into. Some families are made from the ones we meet along the way. Our families are built on love and traditions, the memories we share, and knowing that life is better because we're together. Pure Life 100% pure quality water, refreshing every moment together. Visit PureLifeWater.com and discover where to buy Pure Life. And participating in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last.
2: Hello and welcome back to Smart TV, the Radio Times podcast that endeavours to bring you the best of TV and, spoiler alert, film this week, particularly. At my side is the tireless reporter... Kellyanne Taylor, the ready Times podcast editor. Do say hello. Hello, hello. And myself, Caroline Frost, resident columnist. Right, the special news is that the BAFTA Film Awards are coming our way this Sunday evening. So, by way of a special issue, we are going to go through some of the top contenders, give you a reason to view give you the heads up on how many nods they have going into the ceremony and where you can watch them if you so choose and if you are persuaded by our chat. So, to kick us off, Kellyanne, what has been the juggernaut of the global box office this year?
1: So, we have Barbie and Oppenheimer. We've spoken about them quite a lot. Mm -hmm. So, I don't think we need to uh, wax lyrical about what the plot is. Obviously, Barbie is the Gress Gerwig film, all about the very famous Barbie doll. And Oppenheimer is Christopher Nolan's film about the man behind the atomic bomb. So Barbie's up for five nominations, including Leading Actress for Margot Robbie and Best Original Screenplay. And Oppenheimer is up for a whopping 13 nominations, including Best Film and, no surprise, Leading Actor for Killian Murphy. Both of those are currently available to rent but if you hold on just a little bit longer they will be coming soon to now cinema so you can get those for a lot less than if you're renting them now so
2: out of those two films Mm. if you only had one cinema ticket coming your way this weekend which one would you go
1: and see oh caroline barbie of course i feel like after you've seen oppenheimer and i saw it at the IMAX, mm. at the Science Museum. You heard the film whirring to life. It's that beautiful moment. I don't know if I need to see it again.
2: Some people did it as a double bill. So you've mm. got, what, seven hours of <laughs> Oppenheimer? I know, it was exaggerate. It's probably about three. And then Barbie, how long is Barbie? An hour and a half. Oh, a mere Short, a sweet, little bouquet <laughs> of pink. Lovely. Okay, so those two coming our way. I can tell you about Killers of the Flower Moon. So this is another collaboration between Martin Scorsese, Leonardo DiCaprio, Robert De Niro. I mean, he clearly has his pack, doesn't he? Mm. But uh, now the... The real element, the surprise element of this film is the actress that you love, tell us. Lily
1: Gladstone, who who won the Golden Globe, the best
2: actress. Stole the show, and he's not doing too badly either. Martin Scorsese's film going into this week's BAFTAs with nine nominations, including best film. That is seven hours long. Again, (laughs) a slight exaggeration, but that was one. Do you remember I I did my homework on your recommendation? (laughs) I went to the cinema. I think I only had two Lou Breaks and one Maltesers break, so I was doing pretty well. (laughs) But I mean, yes, another cracker. Martin Scorsese, there is nothing to say. Just go watch, go watch. That is available on Apple TV.
1: It's one of those as well that when you're watching at home, I think you can just stop every hour. (laughs) I did it with Dune. I watched it at home. And instead of in the cinema watching for however you know, Mm. 500 years, I watched it in two parts. And it was so much more You basically watched it like
2: a TV series.
1: Yeah. (laughs) When I was watching this in the cinema at a press screening, I thought, A, I've never seen so many people go to the toilet in a screening. And B... This could be an Apple TV series. Oh, yeah. Well They've got the budget. Watch this space.
2: I need to tell you about Saltburn. Mm. We've all been talking about this film for a few months. Yeah, this I still has haven't five seen it. nominations, including outstanding British film. British Film Note. Mm. Not in with the big global boys.
1: Can I just yes. say something about this that I've seen a lot of of conversation about how much scrutiny this film is getting, mm-hmm. uh, especially online. And there have been some arguments, so I'm I'm asking your opinion, that this is mainly because it's a female director that she's getting all this hate. So it's basically saying it's not really a satire of the upper classes. It's just indulging. It's just a portrait. Mm.
2: Um, very interesting, because obviously the conversation goes on about female directors because... It remains such a small fraction in the industry. Mm. You would think from the amount of chat, particularly with Barbie, as we've touched on, that it must be um, 50-50 and what's the big mm. deal, but it really isn't. So when directors like Emerald Fennel, like Sofia Coppola, like Greta Gerwig pop their head above the, the parapet, mm. I think that it is still visible. It's yeah. open to controversy in a way that a male director would not yeah. get that, str- that scrutiny. The day will yet come. But I think we because we have... The, I mean, it's good they're garnering so much conversation, mm-hmm. but the numbers do not match yeah. that chat for sure. So um, Saltburn, it, what did we call it? We called it the love child of the talented Mr. Ripley and Brideshead Revisited. <laughs> I didn't think it was particularly satirical. Obviously, there was no one to root for. But Barry Kean, who is in that lead yeah. role, my goodness, he's going to be a big old movie star because mm. he can act... And he's got that X Factor. So that is available on Amazon Prime.
1: Okay, well, I'm definitely going to watch that. I've been, I've been, it's on my watch list. It's just, it feels like you have to be in a certain mood to watch it. Oh, for
2: sure. I mean, that's what people are calling it, a mood film. You know, sort of one of those films where it's just about a vibe as Mm. much as the story. But do let me know what you think. I was, um, I was bemused and I was intrigued and I stuck with it. And I came away feeling like I needed a, a shower. So
1: Okay, over to you. What's next? Okay, so we have Maestro, which has seven nominations, including lead actor and actress for Bradley Cooper and Carrie Mulligan. Uh, this was your homework for me, and I went away and watched it. And can, I, can I admit something? Go on. You watched it in the cinema, didn't you? Yes. I had to put subtitles on because they mumble throughout the entire thing and i think it's supposed to be part of the yes, cinema. yes that kind
2: it. of new york mid century mumbly vibe wasn't it and i yep. had
1: to go back i got halfway through <sighs> and had to rewatch from the beginning because i thought excuse me what <laughs> <laughs> excuse me oh. clarity oh poor Ken which again. was a bit of a, which was a bit of a shame and i i didn't love it Mm. I thought it was really slow, which, you know, arguably a lot of after-nominated films are. I just, I had so much hype and I thought, this is going to be for me because, you know me, love a rom, love a romance. I just, I don't know what it was about it that I just, I didn't buy into the chemistry between them and some parts of the film I thought, in terms of cinematography went bizarre when they start doing kind of big musical numbers in a film mm-hmm. that feels pace-wise very very different i don't know what did you think you liked it didn't? You? i did like it
2: but i like the story and bernstein is just unarguably very very interesting i completely heed what, heed what you say about that that mix of pace and tone yeah I mean, of course, all the chat is the fact that Bradley Cooper is saying that oh, he's going to have an Oscar. <laughs> and he went to so much work. I think he learned to conduct. He spent six years conducting. And then, of course, at the Golden Globes, Killian Murphy wanders in, <laughs> picks up a globe. So, yes, I mean, it is. it is. I think it's worth people's time. Mm. We'll see what happens come the award season. I mean, Bradley mm. Cooper, I think that he did think this was going to be his year. And so far... He just hasn't had a break. So that is Maestro. It's available now on Netflix. And at least you don't have to sit in the cinema for (laughs) great lengths of time without (laughs) any subtitles. That's it.
1: Netflix subtitles. Get them on now. What else do you have for me? This This next one I'm really interested in. This is foreign language, isn't it? Well, this is Anatomy of a Fall.
2: This is seven times nominated, including Best Film and Leading Actress for Sandra Huller. I loved this film. It's a mystery, but it's also an exploration of a marriage. It's, again, quite slow, but you don't notice it because every scene is indispensable. And it it gradually builds up a story whereby we meet a lady living in a lovely chalet with her husband and her son. And on the day that a young budding writer goes to visit her, her husband is found at the bottom of the chalet having fallen or was he pushed from their balcony and there his body is bleeding into the snow. And uh, the the film unfolds like a beautiful onion. It won a big award at Cannes. I think it's going into the Oscars with nominations. It's making history, this film, as one of the first foreign films to really cut through, a bit like Parasite did in years gone Mm -hmm. by. So... Do watch this space again and you can watch that film. You will have to rent it, but it's still probably cheaper than going (laughs) to the flicks, let's face it. So that's Anatomy of a Fall, also up for all the big gongs on Sunday evening.
1: Okay, right, Caroline. Yes. I'm so pleased that this came up. We are both looking at the Radio Times and we saw it and we thought, ah, this is Caroline's thing. Tell me about the documentary that has been... BAFTA nominated, this is is your bag. (laughs) uh, I feel like I personally sent this on a
2: wing and a prayer into the BAFTA jury's pockets. So this is Wham! Exclamation mark, of course. This is up for Best Documentary and it's available on Netflix. And this tells the loving but also clear-eyed story of how those two young schoolboys those great friends George Michael and Andrew Ridgeley, got together in the I think very very late 70s and then their friendship blossomed over the early 80s and they started out in another band and it has all the stories about how Andrew sat down watching football as any normal schoolboy would do and then George said "Here, yeah, I think I've got a few tunes and obviously he had already half written Careless Whisper last Christmas and such was the legend born it's those early glorious days and I think both those young men would agree and certainly George Michael 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 always said that life was never so much fun again. So that is available on Netflix now. And let's just all cross our fingers, cross everything that it comes good on Sunday evening with some BAFTA recognition as well. I think that's all we're going to have time to rattle through but obviously there are loads more films where that came from there's how to have sex there's wonka Uh, do tune in on sunday evening let's see what the bafta gods have in store for all these well-deserving people please do drop us a line with your recommendations for any great films that we should be talking about as well of course as all the great telly we'll be back with a conventional tv focused episode next week and in the meantime
1: happy Happy viewing. viewing